evening of Friday, March 26th, you're listening to Thriving Through Nature. Welcome to the third episode of Thriving Through Nature, your connection to all things natural as brought to you by the UVM Thrive Guide. My name is Allie, I'm a senior at UVM, and on this episode we're going to be pulling away from Johan Hari's book Lost Connections just a bit in order to focus on a more specific topic, that of seasonal affective disorder, and how it relates to the importance of our connection to nature. We'll also be talking a little bit about what makes this past year different when it comes to seasonal depression. Let's get started. If you're unfamiliar with the term, seasonal affective disorder is a mood disorder that is characterized by its regular seasonal occurrence. In most cases, seasonal affective symptoms start in the late fall or early winter and fade during the spring and summer. This is known as winter pattern seasonal affective disorder or winter depression. Psychology Today estimates that over 10 million Americans experience this disorder. The symptoms of seasonal affective disorder are closely related to those of depression. Feeling depressed most of the day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, experiencing changes in appetite, oversleeping, and more. Seasonal affective disorder is more common in people that have another diagnosed mental health condition, such as major depressive disorder or bipolar disorder. Now, why are some people's mental health so negatively impacted in the winter? There are a couple of theories. While it's not entirely clear what it is exactly about winter that causes this behavior change, it's thought that winter's earlier sunsets and darker mornings disrupt the body's internal clock and produce chemical changes in the brain. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, research suggests that sunlight controls the levels of molecules that help maintain normal serotonin levels, but in people with seasonal affective disorder, this regulation does not function properly, resulting in decreased serotonin levels in the winter. As we learned from Hari's chapter on our connection to nature, the more time we're able to spend in or near nature, the less we feel physically or emotionally ill. This is exemplified by the studies of Ernest Moore, an architect who looked into the medical records of two groups of prisoners, one group whose cells had a view of farmland and trees, and one whose cells had a view of brick walls. The group that could see nature was 24% less likely to get ill. However, during the winter, especially in northern states like Vermont, it can be difficult to engage with nature. I'm certainly not much of a skier or snowboarder, and because of winter temperatures and inclement weather, we're often cut off and cannot easily maintain our connection to nature. Now, if you've read Hari's book, Lost Connections, Why You're Depressed and How to Find Hope, or if you've listened to the past two episodes of Thriving Through Nature, I hope I don't sound like a broken record. You've heard me say that engaging with nature and maintaining a healthy connection to it is critical for our mental well-being. So why am I focusing on seasonal affective disorder specifically? It seems like an understandable concept. Without regular access to sunlight or nature, many people experience exacerbated symptoms of depression, right? I wanted to use this episode to bring awareness to this disorder because recently it's a little bit more than not enough time in the sun. As the pandemic has wholly upended our concept of normalcy, those struggling with seasonal affective disorder may have felt depressive symptoms in a more extreme way this past winter. According to Dr. Paul Dasan, director of the Winter Depression Research Clinic at Yale New Haven Hospital, a variety of different factors related to the pandemic worsened winter depression this year, 
like social isolation and stress over things such as health, finances, and remote schooling. Meanwhile, staying at home much more than we would have normally is exposing us to much less light. According to Dr. Richard Shelton, a professor at the University of Alabama Birmingham School of Medicine, reaching out for help when struggling with seasonal affective disorder is difficult, but it's important to deal with any type of depression, which, left unchecked, can increase one's risk of suicide or substance abuse problems. He says that the very nature of seasonal affective disorder is such that since it hits you in this energy motivation area, it's very hard for people to energize themselves to seek out care. Now I know we're well on our way to spring now, it's getting lighter and brighter and warmer every day, but because we're still so used to staying inside due to the pandemic, many people with seasonal affective disorder are not quite out of the woods yet. So let's go over a few ways to help lessen the effects of seasonal affective disorder using the natural world around us if you or a friend are finding yourself struggling through the end of winter. Number one, and this cannot be stressed enough, do your best to get more sunlight and time outside into your routine, especially in the morning. Even in small doses, sunlight can help boost serotonin levels and improve your mood. Whether that means sitting by your window for class or stretching out your walk to class or to your COVID test, increased exposure to sunlight can help improve symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Number two is light therapy. While artificial light is not as good as the real thing, during the winter you may not be able to get as much sunlight as you need, so many experts recommend using what's called a light box in order to expose people with seasonal affective disorder to bright light in order to make up for the diminished natural sunshine in the darker months. A 2016 trial by scientists from a number of Canadian institutes actually found that light therapy was just as effective as antidepressants in treating depression. The study demonstrates how instrumental light is to maintaining emotional regulation throughout the winter. Number three is exercise. One of the problems with depression and seasonal affective disorder is that they make it hard to stay motivated to get exercise. However, exercise is a really powerful way to fight seasonal depression, especially if you're able to exercise outside in the natural daylight. You may remember from a previous episode that when scientists have compared people who run on treadmills in the gym to people who run in nature, they found that both see a reduction in depression but it's higher for the people who run in nature. If you're unsure whether or not you may have experienced or are experiencing seasonal affective disorder, or if the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder don't fade, absolutely consult your doctor. This is just a student-run podcast that discusses the science and research behind our connection to nature. I am not myself a mental health professional. With that, this episode of Thriving Through Nature is coming to a close. This is the last episode of this particular podcast for a couple of weeks, but in the meantime, plenty more content is coming your way from a few different Thrive Guide groups. They'll be talking about the importance of our connection to the self and to others. If you'd like to see what they're up to, kindly follow us on Instagram at UVM Thrive and check out our website at uvmthriveguide.wixsite.com thrive. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one.